we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, November 30th. The year of our Lord 2021. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams today. Bruce, how you doing? Healthy and alive. Oh, uh, it sounds like I'm not because my nose is a bit. Uh, I woke up with a you have COVID clog. You you have Omicron, and that's that's what it is. I I can I can sense it. Isn't that what it is? Uh, I mean, isn't uh, fatigue one of them? One I of do the have a list and, of yeah, yeah. I do have a list of symptoms today, and you're not going to believe uh, what what some of the stuff is. They just so happen to because they're learning new things every day, right? Because this is as as Dr. Fauci said yesterday, they're they're learning a lot of new things every day. This is a this is a chance for them to well, it's just a chance for them to scare the living hell out of you again. Uh, so that's what they're trying to do. Well, let's. I tell you what. G give me some of your symptoms. What What do you have right now? Uh, first, I want to point out. Uh, I'm pretty sure we also said yesterday was Tuesday as well. I just want to point that out. Did I say Tuesday um, yesterday? Did I, did I say? Tuesday? I think you did. I don't know. I, all I right. Think it's, so. Today's Tuesday. All right. So if you're listening to it, we do this the day before, so it's what. It's a good catch. Yeah. So I, it's, yeah. It's I, Wednesday. I got what you were doing. And yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think about where we are. And okay, so today's actually yeah. Wednesday, but we record this the night before because of the time difference, and we've got right. listeners all over the world. So we we try and just make do the best we can. So we know that you're listening I, to this on Wednesday. We're actually recording this on Tuesday. I, I wanted to I wanted to to steal that from any of the listeners from being able to point that out before it happens. Just fair point. You know. <laughs> yeah, fair point. But that's that's why we it, that's why we say when it is. Yeah. Yeah, but as far as uh, symptoms, it just kind of a stuffy nose. Okay, well, you may have the Omicron variant because you clearly had the whatever the hell you had like the alpha or the beta or the delta or what whatever it was. You, uh, yeah, you whichever one. Yeah, whatever. Probably one. alpha. You, you clearly had that one. So this one according to all the experts that are uh, politicians, uh, according to them, this new one, this is going to evade even even that. So you're you're not even you're not even recovered anymore. So you're you're not recovered, and the vaxxed are now going to become unvaxxed. We got that clip. Oh, coming up. you mean you mean COVID has now morphed into a completely different virus now, and it's technically not COVID anymore? Huh. Okay. All right. I have my own opinions on that that we were kind of discussing a little bit uh, pre pre recording here. It's entirely possible that it's something completely new, as you're saying. But I, I'm just I, I'm looking at the way that the research papers have gone in the past when it comes to people being um, how do I say or when it comes to living organisms being exposed to an mRNA vaccine. Now it is entirely possible to what, what's the word I'm looking for? Enhance a coronavirus in more ways than one. Everything with COVID-19 has been about one specific coronavirus that they manipulated. It isn't entirely possible that they could have manipulated another one. I'm asking the question. That's all I'm doing. Because Rand Paul did say to Dr. Fauci, flat out, you're manipulating all of these viruses. Why? You're enhancing them with a 15, up to a 15% mortality rate. Why are you doing this? I'll tell you why they're doing it, Senator. You know damn well why they're doing it. They're working on a bioweapons program illegally, I might add, in China. That's what they're doing. So is it entirely possible that they could have released something else and now it's going to directly affect those that have been jabbed and they're going to blame the unjabbed on it? Possible. But I don't want to get down that road. I want to focus now on the symptoms, right? The symptoms, because as I said, we're learning more every day. So let's look at uh, at what the, the symptoms of the new Omicron B1152, whatever the hell number they decide to give it this time, uh, variant of the coronavirus, which they're calling this one a coronavirus too. So, okay, whether it's a variant or a new, completely new virus, doesn't matter. Uh, it rarely causes any unusual symptoms for its carriers. Remember that. It rarely causes any unusual symptoms for its carriers. And some of them are asymptomatic. Where have we heard that before? The whole myth of asymptomatic spread. Oh, it's back. It's back. It's brand new. Yeah, it's back just like it never left. The following are some of the most common coronavirus symptoms. Number one, COVID-19 patients commonly suffer fever. Now, that is a symptom you pointed out yesterday of the new 
<clears throat> variant, scariant, whatever you want to call it. That is one of the new symptoms you pointed out yesterday. Fever and fatigue, right? Those are two of the most common things. Okay, so fever and fatigue. Number two. That's also... Uh, as we were saying off recording, that's also any kind of viral infection that you have Correct. or bacteria infection can cause Correct. fever. Correct. Which, by the way, the World Economic Forum just so graciously on their own time, they just so graciously changed the definition of what a virus is a couple of days ago. So viruses are now bacteria. You heard me. Viruses are now bacteria. So everything. Yeah, what was it? Some kind of... Uh, some kind of intercellular parasite or something that's it intercellular yeah so when you look at what an intercellular parasite is basically any kind of bacteria fungus or virus that requires a host to survive so i mean stds a few funguses uh bacterial infections uh, Legionnaire's disease was one of them. Uh, uh, there was a few others that were like tuberculosis and some others were were in that category as well. So basically everything. Anything you can come across as bacteria is now, well, it's now a virus just because Klaus Schwab says so. Okay. So anyway, back to this. Number two, weakness and pain in the muscles often accompany the fever, meaning fatigue, pain. right? That's fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. So any kind of cold or flu. All right. Uh-huh. Number three, your throat may feel sore as well. Again, common symptom okay. of coming down with something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you get in there and starts causing the, the, the problem. If you have any kind of, you know, any kind of uh, streptococcal bacteria or whatever, yeah, you're going to have a sore throat. Again, mm -hmm. bacteria, that's, that's now a virus, according to the World Economic Forum. Um, number four, COVID-19 is typically characterized by cough, either dry or productive. So if you cough, then, well, you've got COVID-19. That's... That's just what it is now. So if, if you cough, okay. then you have it. Okay, so, so coughing again, is now illegal. That, that's, a, that's a pretty broad sinus infection, flus, you know, those kind of things can mm -hmm. cause that as well. Mm -hmm. Number five, there might be breathing difficulties. Again, if you have any kind of upper respiratory infection, sinus infection, whatever, anything that's going to clog up your breathing, whatever, capabilities, that's going to cause breathing difficulties. So I've had, I can't think of how many times I, throughout my life that I've had any kind of like a respiratory thing, bronchitis, sinus infections, whatever. I always have all these symptoms, all of them. I, I've always had all these every single time. Number six, disorientation, dizziness, altered mental state, and a headache. Is that a symptom of any kind of flu or anything? I mean, yeah, you, you could equate some of that stuff to that. Sure. Disorientation because of the fever, it, right? Dizziness yeah, because yeah, of, you, yeah. you know, again, high fever. Again, you can cause that. If you have vertigo, or, then- Or lack of sleep. Or lack of sleep, yeah. yeah. Altered yeah. mental state, you know, because you're suffering from from fatigue. Fine. You're making irrational decisions. Uh, and a headache, of course. You know, it comes with fatigue. Muscle pain, things like that. Weakness, whatever. Uh, it'll cause, cause a headache because it's putting stress in other areas of your body. Fine. All of those seem pretty normal symptoms when it comes to any type of a cold or flu or, or anything like that. Nothing out of the ordinary there, except for this last one. This this last one here stood out to me, and I'm not quite sure why it stood out to me. It just it just does. Number seven, this is a new symptom. Again, this is a new symptom because they're learning more every day. This is a new symptom of the Omicron variant of coronavirus. A number of heart-related complications may occur, including heart failure, arrhythmias, heart inflammation, and blood clots. Now, I'm not a doctor. Mm. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a, a, a lab tech or, or an epidemiologist or anything like that. But I know damn good and well that any type of flu or cold or, or whatever, any kind of respiratory virus doesn't cause that. Now, I will tell you over the last 18 months, what does cause that, that is a direct side effect of the COVID-19 jab is what that is. Now, this is where this is where my my mind started working with this new <clears throat> variant. When we looked back at the research paper, which is clearly out there for anybody to see, it's up on our Telegram page. You can you can search for it in our page. It's there. It's a PDF document. You can read it yourself. It's a 13 page read. It's a 2000. It was a 2012, two, 2011, 2012 study from the universe, the, the bio research facility in the University of Texas at Galveston. Uh, I think that one specifically was uh, 2015, I think. 2015. Okay. All right. So it's somewhere in there. This is where they tried to develop an mRNA vaccine. And this is where they tested it on all of the animal test subjects. What happened to all of those animal test subjects once they were given the mRNA vaccine? They developed antibodies. That did happen. Oh, they all got better, right? They they, they all survived and, and uh, you know, got better. And Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Just the opposite. Every last one of them died. When 
they were exposed to another coronavirus. When they were released back into their natural habitat and they came in contact with another coronavirus, it caused something called immunopathology and it killed them. A lot of them died of, well, it was various different things. Most notably, heart-related complications, heart failure, heart attacks, blood clots, heart inflammations, cardiac issues, organ failure is what caused it. Seeing what they're now describing as a new symptom of this Omicron thing, I'm asking the question because this one that we're now dealing with has nothing to do with apparently with the other one. It looks nothing like it. Is this now a target to go after the dupes that they got to take the jab? I'm asking because... If you wanted to cause that kind of a reaction, if the science is actually, and I'm talking about real science, I'm not talking about this cooked up garbage that these, these unelected bureaucrats and these, these compromised health officials are up there talking about. I'm talking about real data here, hard data that we have receipts for, that we can prove, that you can look at and you can verify for yourself. If you're going to target another group of people specifically that have been primed, then this would be the next logical step if you're an evil person. Yeah, I would also point out that in the very beginning, uh, of COVID. Uh, this is the alpha. So this would have been the closest to the engineered one. Okay. We were seeing some myocarditis, you know, it was rare, but it was happening because uh, that was one of the big scare tactics in the beginning. It, you were, you were seeing heart complications. Uh, it was, it, you know, it wasn't real common, but it was happening. Um, Cause I remember a few athletes in the very beginning having uh, some issues with that. Um, All these professional yeah, athletes. So, what do they have now? Cardiac issues. They're yeah. dropping on the field. Well, these ones specifically, I remember, were like high schoolers and like college age. They were like a lot the of them really too. young ones. A lot of yeah. them too, yeah. But this was this was alpha. This was last year uh, when, when we heard some of the fear mongering around it. Um, ironically, that would have been the closest to uh, the, the original engineered strain. Um, and ironically, uh, that engineered strain is very similar to the vaccine in the sense of how it functions. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, the, keep in mind that the, the viruses, typically viruses do not want to kill the host. Typically, the goal is to be as infectious as possible. And ideally, the host doesn't even know you're there. That's the ideal situation so that the, the host will spread you uh, without the host's knowledge. So it, it, the, the virus wants to survive or, or replicate. That, that's the goal. So it's not trying to go and kill the host. It's not trying to give it myocarditis or uh, para, uh, para, para, whatever, the, the other one. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's not trying to do those things or, or to cause stroke or blood clotting or any of those things. Those burn out, those viruses. And that's exactly what we've seen. The side effects that we were seeing in the very beginning that we were concerned about, the variants after that didn't have that. And in fact, it would make sense that it didn't have that because the spike protein from the alpha variant was very similar to the HIV spike protein, which targets a certain uh, soft tissue in your body which was the heart, the eyes, and uh, reproductive organs. They all have very similar tissue that these receptors would work on. It, it evolved out that S1 spike protein. Now uh, we're seeing different symptoms, right? That's, I, I, I think I, that, that might be partly why. Now I'm no, obviously no scientist and everything, but maybe that's, that's why we're not seeing the myocarditis from COVID, but instead we're seeing it from the vaccine itself. Because the vaccine is designed for the S1 spike protein specifically, which can bond with the heart, eyes, and reproductive organs. I also think, and it's just just my opinion. I, I also think even if it's if it's something that's from a, a some a, whether it's a, a legit thing or, or not, the fact remains is that since we're headed back down into the cold and flu season, people are naturally going to come in contact with other coronaviruses. So whether it's something that they've cooked up and thrown out there, or it's something that is completely natural in society, the fact is, is that people are now going to have these reactions. The research shows it. And so personally, I think that by them listing this as, as, a, uh, <clears throat> uh, as a symptom, that, I mean, heart failure? 
How is that? A, that's a symptom. That, that's a sim- I think they're trying to cover themselves is what they're trying to do. They're trying to cover for what they're what is about to happen to these poor saps that they have uh, that they've convinced to go down this road. And to the point you had there about the uh, the athletes, I told you or actually I showed you this last night after we went off this right here, this out of the telegraph. COVID a more likely cause of surge in footballers collapsing with heart problems than vaccines, scientists believe. Scientists mm-hmm. criticize mm-hmm. sports pundits that continue questioning wisdom of having vaccination against COVID. So you mm-hmm. see, they're already laying the groundwork for it. They're already blaming COVID as opposed to what they're actually doing and what they're causing. Uh, like I said, in the early days, maybe when we were dealing with alpha, alpha has long since burned out. Uh, Delta took over. And in fact, uh, this this next one that they they come up with, uh, the uh, G, Z, uh, excuse me, the Om, Omicron variant. Um, no, I think you had it right. It, uh, yeah, uh, they're technically all the all the G variants. Yeah. But anyway, they, um, by the way, for those that don't know, they they conveniently skipped over the G variant. G is a character of the Greek alphabet, which they claim that they're following, but uh, they've skipped over that uh, I, for political reasons, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. They, they also skipped over NU, which was just before that, new, because it's yeah. pronounced new. Yeah. So they, they didn't want any confusion. But those have burned out. And this this new variant that they're coming, that the Omicron, Omicron has the potential to burn out Delta uh, because the symptoms are far less. It's It's more contagious less virulent which means you're going to have even less symptoms than the pre than delta but it's going to spread better than delta you know what the problem is bruce we're playing the game that's the problem we're having these conversations and and rightfully so i mean this is this is information i mean if, if you look in the, the mainstream media it's nothing but fear porn right that's all it is it's just fear porn like we played a clip yesterday of that whatever she was it was about to talk to uh, scott gottlieb she says people are terrified of of who I mean, people should be terrified of you, lady. They shouldn't be terrified of whatever this is, but it's the fear. It's the fear that they put in you. But again, we're playing the game. We're playing the game, but we're not really playing the game behind this. I mean, when we're off the air, we're off the air. That's it. We're not playing the game at that point. We're playing the game now because we're trying to take their own talking points. We're trying to throw it back in their face with actual science, evidence, and data. That's what we're doing. We're trying to get you, the listener, the correct information so you yourself can make an informed decision based on the information that we provide. That's up to you to make your choice, not us. It's not up to us to make a decision for you. It's up to you to make that choice. We're showing you the rules to the game. That's it. That's exactly it. That's all we're doing. But what do they do? They change the rules. They move the goalposts, right? Every time you try to call them out, every time they get exposed on something, they switch up. They change to something else. This is a World Health Organization doctor who has resigned. Her name is Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. I, I know it's a yeah, strange name, but that's German, Austrian, Swiss, whatever, uh, whatever she is. This is what she had to say about what these evil bastards are continuing to do and what they're going to to continue to do until we the people finally say damn it that's enough and we stop them so this is just going to go on forever because uh what they're doing you can see it happening now it's that we thought oh no we <laughs> those who got vaccinated thought that the vaccination would liberate them and on the opposite they're vaccinated they're dependent on what they call the mutation they are using this as a gimmick so they say, oh, every mutation, always with the wrong test. There is a mutation, a new vaccine. So not only people have to make two vaccines now, which is also unprecedented with a experimental injection, but now they have to keep on wearing masks and they have to keep on doing lockdown and distanciation. It doesn't solve anything. They think they're going to travel, but then they will have an ID vaccine passport that will force them to get vaccinated regularly so they can control them more and more, their health, maybe eliminate them. Uh, with, you know, it's, it's really criminal. So the, the fact that we see that the plan is done for 2031 in the papers of the government, and you have to look for it, is already a plan. The other sign is that John Hopkins University has issued a pandemic plan for SPARS 2025-2028. So they will not stop. They will keep on, as long as people believe, they're going to make them believe SPARS and everything, and every flu is going to be transformed in a a drama drumming. So every flu, 
you're sick and you're going to die. And people are so afraid of death, they think that the, they give their life <laughs> risk to people who lie to them. They b believe in a government that lies to them. So um, they're using fear. And those who are fearful and don't change will, will probably, unfortunately, die. So I'm just, you know, calling people to wake up and take back your help. Don't believe in the government. They are, they are creating a, a perpetual pandemic. It's, it's an eternal pandemic. This is the worst nightmare of, uh, you can have, is to be in perpetual fear your whole life. I want to point something out real quick that she, she hit on, uh -huh. and this is important period in life, not just for COVID. Uh, people are afraid of dying. For you to truly live life to the fullest, you have to no longer be afraid to die. Uh, just want to throw that out there. Um, the fear of death, uh, fear in general is uh, very destructive to you, uh, both physically and mentally. But uh, fear of death is one of <laughs> that, that. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. That's why uh, they're they're doing the lockdowns again. That's why um, we're all, all that, afraid yeah, of COVID. Yeah. What, well, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. not, but you, you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought that's why we're here. Is and what we're doing a podcast because we're we're afraid of dying. Or <laughs> I was trying to follow it, but I I'm I'm reading something else over here about a new study that they're going to launch in the, the University of Liverpool in England about blood clots and vaccines. So I was kind of half paying attention. I'm like, what? Yeah, what's yeah, he, yeah. What is he talking? Sorry, about? that was. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a great wordage on my part. But uh, technically, that is why we're here is because we're not afraid of death. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to come after those with this opinion here in the near future. I mean, if we don't get this tamped down now, uh, we've got and a target on us. When you say tamp, when you say tamp down, I mean, you literally mean tamp down as in these people gots to go. I mean, they gots to go. They gots to get out of these offices, right? They got to get out of these offices. They got to be put in handcuffs and they've got to be held until their trial. It's that simple. And they will be judged. But it has to be that way. It can't be any other way. They've got to answer for this. We don't need lawlessness and anarchy out there in the streets. We don't need that. That's where they want to push it. That's not what we need. The people or do of we need anarchy? No, we don't. I, I don't believe we do. Because I believe that this can be... The reason I say is because the people that have been out there so far in these movements across Europe have been peaceful. They've been peaceful. It's the police that are trying to antagonize them into anarchy and into lawlessness, and they haven't taken the bait. Anarchy doesn't mean violence, though. Anarchy just means no okay. centralized government. Okay, fine. I, I, yeah, I see, where, I see your point. We could go down that rabbit hole some other time. But my point is, is that we can reach out and touch these people. They're not invincible. All they have, as the lady said, all the young lady said is they have fear. That's all they've got. They're going to continue to push fear and it will happen over and over and over and over and over again until we say that's enough. We haven't said that's enough yet. Oh, OK, we can go out there in the streets and we can protest and and we can clap in front of these government buildings. They don't care. They don't care. I appreciate that people are taking a stand. I appreciate that. I respect that. I respect the fact that the Swiss are out there marching in the streets by the hundreds of thousands. I respect the fact that the Germans, the French, the Italians, the Brits, the, the Dutch, all the European nations, I, I respect the fact that they're doing it. But you have to understand something. They don't care. They don't care what we have to say anymore because they're showing no signs of stopping. And I think this might be a reason why the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is going on right now. We're in day number two. The pilot of the Lolita Express that was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, that was a conspiracy theory. I, I'm sorry. Uh, how, how is that a conspiracy theory? What it didn't exist, right? What, because they said it didn't? The pilot of the Lolita Express, who was a pilot, I think, for 20 years, the, the same pilot for 20 years, he might have seen a familiar face or two in 20 years, you would think. I mean, if I'm a pilot of an aircraft, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a single engine Cessna or a 747. I'm going to know who's on my plane. I want to know who's on my plane. Now, does that mean I'm going to know every single passenger that's 500 and something people? No. But let's let's be honest here. The Lolita Express, that was a very, very short selected guest list. You're going to recognize some names on that list. Now, we have gone over what we believe was the Epstein Black Book. Bruce, you and I looked at that. There are a lot of names in there. 
quite a few names in there. And one of the names we saw in there was Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump just so happened to also be named by this pilot, along with a few other people, along with people such as former President Bill Clinton. Of course, we knew Bill was a regular guest on that airline. Prince Andrew, the royal family in the UK. Itzhak Perlman, Chris Tucker, you know, the, uh, the actor? Yeah, Chris Tucker. John Glenn, Kevin Spacey, and George Mitchell. These are just some of the people that were named. The name I want to talk about, I, the, the rest of these yahoos, I, I really don't care. Well, I mean, I care, but that's not the focus that I'm going for right now. Donald Trump. That's the one I want to focus on. Is, you know the media is salivating over that one. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Can they actually report on that? Can they? Because I've seen nothing yet, yet, I've seen nothing yet in the media about that. Because other people would have to be named as well. Now, I'm asking the question. I, I'm just asking here. I don't know. We don't have any proof of this. I'm, I'm just asking. Given Donald Trump's behavior over the last year, let's say year and a half, two years, year and a half, two years with the vaccine stuff, Operation Warp Speed, keeping Fauci on the payroll and and Burks and, and coming out and talking, still talking up the vaccine, talking about well, we did a great job and remdesivir is wonderful and, and everything. Why? Now, I, I know that you have a very busy schedule and you have advisors and things that keep you up to speed on certain things, but one can't be so blind as to see what this is actually causing people. One can't be that blind. Those advisors have access to better data than what we get out here in the public. Those, those advisors should know and should have seen the efficacy of remdesivir, for example. It's more likely to cause uh, renal failure than it is to help you against COVID. So. They, they should see that and know that. But uh, has nobody told Trump? Has nobody around him pointed these things out to him? Or is there something more nefarious? Is, is Trump just controlled opposition? That's what I'm asking. More or less, yeah, you kind of, you kind of brought it right to the, uh, the forefront there. Is he controlled opposition? I, I'm asking. Because if he's named in this, and yet he has been responsible for just like thousands and thousands of people, Going out there and, and showing up at these rallies. Why? Why 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 would you go out there and, and support that given what's happened, where we are now, looking at the actual hard data of what's coming out of these adverse reactions and these deaths? He makes a statement like that, and then people go out there and they gobble it up. I don't understand. We're literally being played on both sides of the aisle here. That's what concerns me, is that I can see through the propaganda and through the bull. Was he compromised? Now, I'm not going to go down the whole road of the Russia collusion thing. We know that was bull. But see, this would make more sense to me. And the reason I say this would make more sense to me is because if he was in there and he was compromised, I mean, there's two options here. If he was in there and he was compromised, then they can't really bring up that point. They can't bring up that point on him while he's in office, because if they expose him, the entire network goes down with him. See, this is the point of this is the point of corrupting people and getting dirt and blackmailing each other at that level is you've got dirty little secrets on each other and everybody knows, but nobody says anything. And then they use that to get you out of the way politically later on down the line if they have to. They'll use it for political blackmail. Now, either that was the case or the man just perjured himself and he's looking at five years in prison. Okay, so what if he, okay, what if it's this? So we, we know the corruption is deep. What if this is just another way, another scheme to try to get rid of Trump? What if this is, they're, they're pulling gone. all this out. He's gone. He's not yeah, in office. But he's not. But he's not gone because he's he's the face of the Republican Party right now. So if they can get rid of him, it, honestly, uh, Republicans were spineless uh, before Trump. And at least when Trump was in office, they would jump on board with Trump's policies. And Trump had a backbone. So, you know, there was at least that. And now some of Trump supporters have had the taste of having a backbone and now they like it. And it's kind of like um, uh, 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 apologies for for the Trump supporters using this analogy, but I don't know a better one. It's like a dog getting the taste of fresh meat, like uh, cattle or something. And then now they know they can chase cattle down and kill them and get fresh meat again. It's kind of the same concept. They've tasted blood and now they want more. And it's a good thing. But at the same time, the Democrats, I don't know. This is just kind of a tinfoil hat. I have no proof to back this, but it does seem like it would fit uh, the status quo of what things have been lately. 
But see, he comes out today and he makes this statement, D- Donald Trump. He makes this statement today. He says, if the Democrats and you, you've heard about the, the lawlessness and everything's going on in the uh, uh, in the city of San Francisco, all the looting, the smash and grabs and everything. He says this statement. He says, if the Democrats don't immediately stop smash and grab robberies, which are taking place in their cities, the National Guard must be called out. There has never been such a thing that has happened in our country. Large numbers of stores are leaving San Francisco and other cities. Some chains are closing most of their stores. It is all not even believable. You know what? That that there, that last line, uh, it is all not even believable. I can't believe he just said that. I can't believe he just said any of that. This is clearly his letterhead dated for today, November 30th, 2021. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. If the Democrats don't immediately stop smash and grab robberies, which are taking place in their cities, the National Guard must be called out. Sir, what happened during the riots after George Floyd? I, I'm sorry. This this is I'm sorry. This is the same thing as in a refusal to accept reality. What was that? Was that a smash and grab robbery nationwide? People getting murdered in cold blood in the streets by angry mobs of people that were steamed up by the media. The National Guard must be called out. Why didn't you do that when people such as ourselves and a lot of other mainliners were begging you to call out the National Guard and put that down? There's never been such a thing that hap- that has happened in our country. Again, I refer back to my former statement. All the businesses, people's livelihoods that, that got destroyed because of some nonsense that was cooked up by the mainstream media that turned out to not even be true. But of course, we didn't know that until three months after the trial was already over, did we? This is exactly why I don't support and I will not support Donald Trump anymore because of I don't know what in the hell if he's playing some uh, whatever this this whatever these these people talk about this 3D, 4D, 5D chess, whatever. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I care about what people stand for and what they represent. And right now, as of late, I'm not liking what I'm seeing at all. And I'm not going to be on board with that. So I don't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know what the hell game he's playing or, or if he's even playing a game. I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't care. I'm tired of this this controlled opposition BS. I'm sick of it. And quite frankly, I mean, t- tell me a single, tell me a single country, any of them. I don't care if it's the US, Canada, Australia, any European country. I don't care. Tell me a single country where there's been any opposition to what we're seeing over the last 18 months. Tell me a single one. Anybody that steps up and gets out of line and says something to the opposite, they are gotten rid of. So where's the opposition? Or the ones or the ones that do stand up and, and say all these grandiose things, they end up taking the jab and they end up falling in line. Desmond Swain. No, they keep Same every thing. once in a while they say something. Sir but, Desmond Swain. Yeah. Remember him? The guy, oh, we got to resist vaccinationism and vaccine passports as an acquisition to your civil liberties. Yeah. The sorry guy's out taking a jab a couple of weeks later on TV. It's ridiculous. And yep. then now he's back exactly. out. Now he's back out saying so he was calling out Sajid Javid. I got a clip of him here. We'll play her in a second. He was calling out exactly Sajid Javid on masks. Yeah, he was calling him out referencing masks or something just the other day. And it's like like they're doing it with a smile on their face. This is political theater. That's all you're seeing. You're not seeing any real opposition. There is no real opposition. Any opposition is stomped out. This new uh, uh, whatever he is, this uh, elected chancellor who has Olaf, whatever the hell his name is. The Russian media did it. The Russian mainstream media did a piece on him last night that which uh, we, we can actually see that stuff over here. Um, actually, Bruce here, I'll show it to you. It was uh, it was laughable, to say the least. So here it is. Why Germany's new leader is a major threat to the EU. You can't be serious. You, you literally can't be serious. Does this guy look like anybody that could whip his way out of a wet paper sack? That one right there, that's bought off and compromised from here to the moon and back. A threat to the European Union. If you have anybody that is in any of these offices, be it chancellor, president, prime minister, whatever, if you have anybody that is even remotely a threat to this failing European pile of garbage, they are removed immediately. He's been clear about his intention to pursue a federal European state. I'll oh, see. We got to have more of it. <laughs> Let's see. We, we didn't have enough of, of the, uh, the EU debauchery, so we've got to have more of it. Give me a break. Give me a break. Controlled opposition. That's all we're seeing. We're not seeing any actual opposition. We the people are the opposition to this. The movement, the populist movement out there all across Europe and Australia and the United States, that is the opposition. No one's coming. No white knight's going to ride in here on a horse and and save you because the only horse we're looking at right now, if we continue on this current path, is a pale horse. And everybody knows what the rider of that was named. Actually, aren't aren't we already technically experiencing the pale horse? Isn't isn't pale horse the plague one? Yeah. Well, the name of the horse was, or excuse me, behold a pale horse. And the name of the rider was death. Yeah. Sorry, I get my get my stuff straight. Anyway, um, I've got. Uh, 
I've got what's his name here, uh, Javid from yesterday in the parliament. This dropped as we went off uh, last night. So take a listen to this because you're fully jabbed, right? Yeah, you're, you're double jabbed. You're triple. Hell, you're triple jabbed until you're not. CVI published its advice in the last hour. First, it advised that the minimum dose interval for booster jabs should be halved from six months to three months. Huh? Second, that the booster program should be expanded to include all remaining adults aged 18 and above. Third, that these boosters should be offered by age group in a descending order to protect those who are most vulnerable to the virus. So priority will be given to older adults and people over 16 who are at risk. Fourth, that severely immunosuppressed people aged 16 or above who've received three primary doses should now also be offered a booster dose. Finally, that children aged between 12 and 15 should be given a second dose 12 weeks from the first dose. I have accepted this advice in full. With this new variant on the offensive, these measures will protect more people more quickly and make us better protected as a nation. Okay, so first of all, we're now going to have injections every 90 days. It's going to be every 90 days now because you're you're vaccinated until you're not. So you're going to have boosters every 90 days or your little green tick there is going to be revoked and you're not going to be able to do whatever it is you think is important to you. So that will be that. You know, these people keep saying these are... Uh, What's the terms they like to use? Safe and effective? Yeah, safe, safe and effective. They keep telling us that. But yet, this is something yeah. that is supposedly safe and effective that's not even approved. If something is so safe and it's so effective, why isn't it approved? Even by their own organizations. Why is it still experimental? Secondly, if this is being spread, this this this, this cockamamie garbage that talk, they're talking about here with this uh, unvaccinated, unva give me a break with this unvaccinated garbage. Uh, you guys have worn that out already. If unvaccinated people are a problem, explain to me how people are still traveling around the world and diseases are still spreading. Because unvaccinated people, last I checked, are not allowed to travel. Well, uh, if the vaccines are highly effective, safe and effective, why is it we're seeing here in the U.S., all the uh, heavily vaccinated states, why are their COVID numbers skyrocketing? Uh, but the southern states, which didn't take the vaccine as readily, are seeing um, decreases in cases. Their case numbers are dropping. Something doesn't add up here. Why is he not mentioning the territory, the British territory of Gibraltar. Why is he not mentioning that? This is a territory that, you know, a little slip there, a sliver there off the end of Spain. Why is this a territory that has 118% vaccination rate? You ask, well, how do they have 118? Well, since they're right there on the, uh, the border of Spain, you have people that travel across from Spain and go to work in Gibraltar in the casinos and things every day, and then they travel back. So those people have to be double jabbed. They've shut down Christmas and all the celebrations between now and, I guess, uh, uh, time immemorial because the infections are everywhere. How are you going to blame an unvaccinated populace down there when you don't have an unvaccinated population? Why aren't they mentioning that? Why is he not mentioning that? Oh, because it doesn't play to the agenda. That's why he's not mentioning that. They have no argument to blame unvaccinated people if they point that out. There's no pitting one group against another at that point. But still, the World Health Organization, of course, they're stepping up today. They have advice for international traffic in relation to uh, the uh, SARS-CoV-2 Omicron variant. Uh, they say that anybody that is age 60 years of age or have comorbidities, you should postpone any kind of travel for the foreseeable future. A comorbidity in this case is technically being obese. True. But here's the other thing. They've also said, I mean, I, I know that they've been wanting to like jab kids, you, you know, like they followed along those lines, right? They've been wanting to jab kids. Well, in a lot of these European countries, they've pulled the under 30s. If you're under 30, don't take this thing. They've actually like the governments have said, if you're under 30, we're advising you not to take this. And a lot of under 30s have not. So now what? Now you're going to exclude the under 30s from society? Like they're, they're really botching this thing is my point. Like I, they're, I they're just... I would expand that even higher. Uh, personally, uh, I would go I would even older. If you're like in your 30s and you still plan to have kids, don't get this. I don't know why. Even if you're if even if you're in your 30s, your 40s, or hell, even your 50s, uh, or, or even 60s for that matter. If you're in these yeah. age brackets, if you're if you're 30 to 60 and you're in good health and you take care of yourself, 
Why would you do that? Why on earth would you do that? Given the statistics, the actual statistics, not the, the cooked up nonsense they give you, but the actual statistics, why would you do that to yourself? Again, I, I keep coming back to if they really cared, if they were really concerned about this and really were trying to reduce the the spread and how many people are infected and blah, 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 they would not be touting the vaccine only or remdesivir only. They would be touting everything that might help. Not even just proven to help. The things that we've known in the past that work uh, on other viruses, they would be touting that, saying, hey, look. And then they would be saying things like, uh, oh, look, we're, we're seeing efficacy with uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or name your new drug or old previous drug that is effective against this. They would be trying everything to save lives. But instead, we have hospitals, what, taking in patients and shoving them on a, a ventilator and then getting their their 40 some thousand dollars when the patient dies because you put them on a ventilator and you were unwilling to give them any other treatments other than uh, remdesivir or uh, the vaccine. If you want the uh, monoclonal antibodies, you know, the uh, Regeneron, as they called it when Trump got it. If you're white, good luck getting it. No, see, they they came out and made a statement today. Regeneron did. They said that um, their antibodies are going to be much less effective against the new uh, the, the new variant. So that's probably going to be off the table now. So you won't you won't be able to take that. Actually, that that might actually be true against the new variant because the new variant isn't COVID-19. When you look at the how it's mutated and everything, this is technically a completely different virus. It's of the same genus, if you will, you know, same uh, coronavirus, but it's not COVID-19. This is a completely different one. Hence why my earlier question that I started with this evening. Now, Bruce, again, we already see the writing on the wall of what's coming in the UK. Yeah, your vaccination status will be revoked after three months, as you just heard the health minister say. This is a health boss. She's currently the head of the NHS Test and Trace. Bruce, does this look like an honest face to you? Wait, did you say she? I've, I did. Yeah, I certainly did. This is uh, this is Jen, Jenny, uh, Jenny Harris, who is the current, I hope I'm saying that right, the current head of the NHS Test and Trace. Yes, very, very, very honest. I, I mean... Look, I'm, I am childish and immature, and I will. I am not hesitating because of the world we live. I have to question now when a woman says that they're a woman. <laughs> if you look like a dude, uh, I, I don't believe you. She is the current head of the NHS Test and Trace, and she's told BBC Radio Force program today that people can do their bit to reduce the spread of the new Omicron variant by reducing the number of social contacts they have. So don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to your neighbors. Yeah, isn't that what uh, the, dr the drug addict said down there in uh, New Zealand? Don't talk to your neighbors. Don't do that. Keep to your bubbles and only listen to us. Yeah, just like the Northern Territory people are saying to only listen to us. Don't listen to don't listen to anyone else. She said that if the Omicron variant is more highly transmissible, it could still be a significant impact on our hospitals. Again, yeah, they're going to threaten you with the hospital thing again. Uh, which, quite frankly, now that they've forced a lot of people out because of that vaccine mandate that's illegal, by the way. Now that they've done that, if that plays into what we were discussing earlier. They are going to have overrun hospitals, but it's not going to be from unvaccinated people. But they're yeah. going to tell you it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you know how many people were hospitalized because of the new variant so far? I'm going to go with a big fat zero. Uh, the big fat zero. In fact, do you know what they're doing to uh, treat people with this new variant? Is it something obvious? It, it is absolutely obvious. This is this is what you do for every single sickness that you get uh, when it's you know a cold or flu or whatever. Um, Go home and get some rest. Uh, that's what they're doing. Well, that's what they tell people that actually have COVID now. If you have mild symptoms, yeah. But if you have severe enough symptoms, they'll take you and set you in the hospital until your 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 uh, situation goes down enough, and then they throw you on the ventilator to get the money, mm -hmm. and then sure. let you die, and then get the rest of the money. Offer the family yeah. nine grand to put COVID on your death certificate, that kind of stuff. Uh, which that's actually happened uh, in a lot of places. Uh, that's happening in Australia now. They're offering the family members to put COVID on the death certificate, they'll, get, they'll pay him $9,000. Of course, our behaviors in winter and particularly around Christmas, we tend to socialize. So I think all of those will need to be taken into account. So I think being careful, not socializing when we don't practically need to, and particularly going and getting those booster jabs, which of course people will now be able to have, a, have at a three-month interval from their primary course. 
So see, she's touting boosters already. Yeah, just like the rest of them are. And of course, the CEO of Pfizer's out today. And he has said that um, annual revaccination for COVID is coming. And it's the most likely scenario. Yeah, you're going to have to do it every year now uh, because people weren't taking flu shots. So now they're going to have to get you to take something else. But this one, this is not going to be every every year. It's going to be multiple times a year, right? Isn't that what they're all saying? It's going to be multiple times a year. It's going to be four times a year. Yeah. Or five times a year. Well, let's just go. Let's just go one a month, right? Right. Let's just since since we're on it. Why why, why don't we just do one a month? Why why don't we do that? I mean, it's for the safety of others, right? Yeah. If the vaccine is supposed to protect you from me, well, then why do I need to take one to protect me from you? Just a question. All right. I tell you what. So the last few minutes here, let's let's talk about this. I I know I know this is this is going to be hard for you to accept. Not not only you, Bruce, but it's going to be hard for the listeners to accept as well. This is tough. This is tough. I called Marty today and I I uh, I tried to break the news to him very gently, very gently. And he was he was unfortunately I I wasn't the first to actually break it to him. He he had already heard of the matter before I was able to tell him the tragic situation that we've all feared has arrived. And I can see you're desperately waiting for me to tell you what that is. The World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland with Klaus Schwab and company, they've called off their meeting this year. They're, unfortunately, I know, I know, they're not going to be able to meet in January like they normally do be, with their open forum, right, that everyone's welcome to attend and have the discussion and the dialogue. They aren't going to be able to make it because of death threats to them and their families. And I, I know that's tough. That is tough. It, it was hard for me to accept it, really, because, well, where are we going to get our guidance for the rest of the year? How are we going to know what to do if we don't have these these sorry sacks of, of trash meeting down there telling us what we're going to, to live by with like plastic bread and bugs and all the rest of it? World Economic Forum in Switzerland has announced that its public open forum set to take place in Davos in January next year has been canceled due to death threats. The Union of Elite Globalists under the leadership of Klaus Schwab, has caused such a wave of anger from the population worldwide that security measures of the World Economic Forum events have also been increased. That's according to the Swiss news outlet, Sudostschweiz, meaning uh, southeast Switzerland. The anger, does it? Uh, does this surprise you at all, Bruce? I mean, before I go on here, does this surprise you? I mean, it, it really caught me out of left field. Actually, what surprised me is the fact that they're canceling because of the death threats. Because, uh, you know... We've been saying they don't care, but at the same time, January, that's a couple months. There's a lot that can happen within those two months. Mm-hmm. And they're already seeing the death threats now. Uh, if if this new uh, if this new variant is, as we were saying, and triggers the vaccines, uh, the kill switch, uh, those death threats are going to become much louder mm-hmm. um, and more pronounced. Uh, and yeah. And because very, when people's yeah. so when people's loved ones start going, they're going to get a wake up call really quick and say, uh, "Hey, wait a minute! Uh, I think we got sold a bill of goods here." Yeah, you certainly did. You certainly did. As anger against the World Economic Forum has grown since the pandemic, gee, why? Why? Why is it grown since the pandemic? I never would have guessed why that might be. Various employees and attendees have received increasing levels of abuse with some of them even receiving death threats. Jan Zoff, the head of the media at the World Economic Forum, said the following about the threats. I'm quoting here. We receive dozens of threats every day on social media and by email. Now, see, this is why they have to censor social media, of course. But it also happens that employees and attendees of the forum are approached personally. Even the application form of jobs at the World Economic Forum on its homepage is misused for insults of all kinds. He added that the security... At this year's open forum, you see, it's an open forum, right? It's it's welcome for anybody. Schwab's even said that. He says, oh, it's an open forum. Anybody can attend. But you just have to conform to what they say, otherwise you and pay their dues. Of course, we don't know what those are. But anyway, Zopf added that the uh, security at this year's open forum could not be guaranteed. We have informed the authorities and are working closely with them. The decision to cancel the event was very difficult for us. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Everyone should be able to take part in the events and discussions. That is the idea of the open forum. I can't tell you how disappointed I am that they're not going to be able to meet. Why don't you just do it online like you're forcing everybody else to do, which is what you're going to do anyway. It's what you did last year. Why, why, would, you, why would you even bring it up in, in person anyway? What, just so you can flaunt it in front of everybody? You people are a disgrace. You're, you're a disgrace, not just to, to any country. You people don't know countries. You're a disgrace to the human race as a whole. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what nationality you come from. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what you got hanging between your legs. You're a disgrace. Every last one of you sorry bastards are a disgrace to your own people. Now, 
That is not a death threat. I, I'm not the kind of person that makes death threats on somebody. I never have been and I never will be because I don't wish harm upon another human being. I'm a man of conviction and I want these people arrested. I want them tried and I want them convicted by a jury of their peers for crimes against humanity. That is what I want. That is not a death threat. That is a promise and that is conviction from the bottom of my being. This is a pastor that was giving a speech in his church. And this is exactly the kind of thing that I can resonate with when it comes to scumbags like Klaus Schwab and his gang of thieves. Our king tells us in his written word that our bodies, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God. You are not your own, you are bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Do you believe that? Do you believe that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you take it seriously? Among all the other things that that implies, if you do, if you do take it seriously, is this that no earthly king or president or public health official or billionaire technocrat gets to dictate what we must put into our bodies, into these temples of the Holy Spirit. Because that's between us and God. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. Now, the question is, do these soulless, gutless, godless cowards down in Davos, do they hear what you're saying? You know, when he asked the question, if people really believe in that, I can answer the question right now for many Americans. Nah, their actions don't show it. And the reason I say that is, um, take a look at them. America is obese. That's one of the major problems here in the, in the United States. If you really did believe that, uh, you would be working to put the highest octane fuels into your, your body. In other words, you wouldn't be eating junk food that causes you to uh, gain weight. You would eat something healthy. Um, I don't know, maybe cut out, you know, a good start would be like cutting out sugars, cutting out, uh, you know, reducing the amount of breads you have, uh, things like that, eating more, eating more vegetables, you know, doing some exercise. Maybe, I don't know, just going for a walk for 30 minutes even. Just just those little things would would be an example of, yeah, you really do believe that. And I, I know that's uh, that sounds um, harsh, but you know what? I, I, I don't really have much patience, I guess, with the Christian community anymore because Christians should know better. Christians, you should be holding yourself to a higher standard than what the rest of society does because the Bible says we should. The, the standards that the Bible holds us up to, that God holds us up to, we should be far and above. Okay, the founders said Christians are good citizens, like that makes up the best citizens. Why is that? Because if you're following the Bible and you're following, you're not going to steal, you're not going to kill, you're not going to uh, commit adultery, lie, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you're going to take good care of your communities, your, your, both the earth and the people in the community. You're going to take care of yourself. The, those, are, those are some characteristics that you would see from them. And you would have, uh, you would, one of the things that Christians should be doing is loving their neighbor, right? That, that both means your fellow Christian and your fellow human, right? So uh, yeah, I know to some of the Christians that are listening that that's probably preaching to the choir, but it just frustrates me, the Christian community, because we're supposed to be the biggest population in the Western world, uh, supposedly. And yet uh, there are so many broken things in our systems. And who else is there to blame when you make up the majority of, of society? Who else is to blame? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But you know, other countries are kind of following that same path, albeit not in the respect of uh, when it comes to like personal health, food choices and, and things like that. Food choices here are much different, but you can start to st I've started to notice over the last few years that more and more are starting to work their way in. But it, it takes time for that. But 
uh, Europeans typically, they like to cook fresh things and, and eat as healthy as possible. Uh, that's why you largely don't have too much of an obesity epidemic here. But like I said, that tide is is changing. But I think it's it, it goes to a, a larger thing there. You talked about all the issues there about if you follow what's in the Bible, if you follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, then you are the moral person that the Constitution was written for. The Constitution was written for a moral people. It doesn't work if we have an immoral society, does it? It doesn't work for people that aren't founded in Judeo-Christian yeah. uh, beliefs. It doesn't exactly. work. And the founders said that. This is yeah. not a government for people that are not uh, of that mindset. Yes. So they're doing everything they can to separate people from that spiritual connection. They're trying to sever that tie. They have to divide Western civilization from Judeo-Christianity. Has to happen. That's their goal. That's not my goal. That's not Bruce's goal. That's not the people that listen to us. That's not That's not your goal. That's the goal of the people, these evil bastards that are perpetuating this on us. That's their goal, is to try and separate Western civilization from Christianity. That's our foundation. If they can destroy that... Well, then they can destroy everything else. A pandemic of this magnitude that they've called a pandemic, that would actually by actual statistical terms, you can't even call it a pandemic, but they've changed the definition of everything. So they can call it that. They've done everything in the last 12 months to make sure that you don't have the freedom of worship anymore. Can't go to your churches, can't talk to your neighbors. You can't socialize in public. You can't take part in society until you do what we say. You take this mark that we give you, then you can operate in society. But that's the deception, right? Satan deceives. That's what he does. Greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist, right? This is also where I think they're going to, at some point, I, I don't know if this is actually, if they're going to do this. I, I think they were kind of flirting with it, but I think at some point they're going to do something with like, uh, and I don't believe this crap, but they're going to do something with like aliens or something to try and, and further the, you know, the separation, to try and divide people from from Christianity because they'll say, oh, look, look, see, there's no creator. Uh, it, it's it's them that seeded earth and that's why we're here. That's my guess. Yeah. That, that's my the guess. founders, it, if you will. Yes, the, the original founder. That, that's that's my guess. It's a deception. That's all it is. It's meant to divide mm-hmm. you from what your true destiny and your belief system is. And that is a fundamental belief in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is your Savior. Not Klaus Schwab, not Bill Gates, not some, some ragtag group of idiots up there that call themselves a government. That is not your Savior. Not Donald Trump or any of the rest of these, these jokers. You put your faith in Jesus Christ... And we will get through this. That's what's going to save us and pull us out of this mess. Now, I I want to point something out uh, to the listener. Well, a couple things. One, I I did a good job at at totally destroying a good point there. We we, we were closing with a good narrative and a good point. And then I went on a rant and had to slap around Christians a bit. That's okay. uh, It's it's well deserved. It's well deserved because, I mean, like I told you, all all the protests and everything I'm seeing in Europe, which is largely a Catholic, right? Europe's largely Catholic. It's like 80% Catholic, largely Catholic. I didn't see one priest on the corner anywhere they're telling you to get vaccinated because it's for the 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 yes, neighbor yes, because you yeah. care about your neighbor or yes, whatever yes, it's of the lord um, and everything. give me a break yeah so let just to show you how conditioned you are as a christian to uh this this separation that that um we're, we're referencing here um the separation of church and state if you're an american you've heard this phrase many times uh by the media pray tell where is it where is it in the constitution where is it in the Declaration of Independence? Where is it? Uh, you will find that when you try to track down this phrase, that it was actually in a letter between the founders and a uh, church. Uh, the church was concerned that the uh, state was going to have a preferred um, denomination, such as, uh, I don't know, the Catholicism and how they pretty much ran everything for, for hundreds of years. Um, you couldn't have a king without the blessing of the, the Pope, basically. And the founder said, uh, no, there's, there's a separation here. The state cannot choose a preferred denomination or a preferred religion, though technically they have now. Um, uh, Christ, uh, your, your churches, Christians, your, uh, you, were, you were barred from being able to go to your church, but Muslims, you were, you were allowed to go and you know, have your prayers and... Um, Anyway, that's a side note. But to that, I, I would challenge any of you Christians to go and try to find that in the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence and find separation of church and state. It does not exist. In fact, what you'll find is the First Amendment says you have the freedom to worship. You have 
the freedom to peacefully gather uh, along with the, the freedom of speech, which I am an absolutist on and um, freedom of the press doesn't really get much more clear than that. But Christians, uh, I mean, I don't know, man, it, it just it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. They deserve a uh, they deserve a shellacking when it comes to uh, when it comes to not standing up in this. Where, where's been the uh, where, where's been the churches? Where's been the uh, the preachers? I mean, we've seen some of them stand up and, and say something. But good question. Good question. Where's the TV preachers in America? Where are they? Where's that? What's his name? The guy down there in Texas, uh, Austin, Olstein, whatever his name is, Joel, Joel Olstein. Yeah. Where's he? Where's Where's I, Kenneth Copeland? Where Where are these these big guys? You know these these big name people these these ones that make millions and millions of dollars and and go out there and give speeches to hundreds of thousands of people a month. Where are yeah. they? So I, I will say in in defense of Copeland specifically because I've had interactions with them personally. Uh, they have treated me well and the group that I was with well and they are very patriotic in my uh, from my experience. I don't know where they stand on this currently. And in fact, I don't know where any uh, of these television preachers stand on any of this because I haven't been listening to any of them. Honestly, it's been it's it's difficult to listen to TV preachers anymore. I used to listen to yeah. them quite a bit, um, mm -hmm. but it's difficult in recent times just because I, I have a difference in it, doctrinal differences and mm -hmm. We're still, I, I still believe they're born again and I'm still born again. You know, it's nothing like that. It's not like, you know, major differences. It's just, we have a disagreement and I'm agreeing to disagree and uh, uh -huh. you know, moving on. Yeah. So I just, th uh, I think yeah. it's imperative yeah. that the churches, uh, regardless, I, I don't care if it's, if it's, uh, you know, whatever spinoff of, of Christianity, I don't care if it's, if it's uh, evangelical, I don't care if it's Catholic, I don't care if it's, it's Baptist or whatever. The churches have got to stand up. You have got to stand up. It is long past time. Late is the hour and the time has come for you to take a stand because you don't survive if you don't. All right, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.